The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. Sterles, thank you for joining me tonight. Obviously, uh, Jerry couldn't make it. So uh, I have you, you know, uh, sitting in for him. Like I, I joke and said, my second favorite person I like to argue with is uh, gets gets to join me tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is uh, the, the pleasure's mine. You know, wow. uh, just the <laughs> fact that I get to sit on here and just uh, harass you to no end. <laughs> Really, I'm waiting for it. I'm telling you, I, I've been waiting for this for for so long. It's yes. so long. So <laughs> thank you for having me on. Oh, well, no, thank you. Um, I heard it's snowing out there in Colorado. Yeah. So little known Ugh. fact about Colorado is that we get a snowstorm right around Halloween each year. It happens every single year. And you know what? The funny thing is people are still surprised by it. I can't, I couldn't, no, I don't know. I would have to really, there would have to be a really good reason for me to move back to anything like that. <laughs> well, you can't compare Buffalo to Colorado. It's just different. Well, it's just different. Still, it's but still it's weather. Snowy. It's still weather. <laughs> it's cold. It's a little cold right now. I ain't gonna cap. It's cold. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you doing otherwise? Everything good? You know, uh, it's great. You know, and I'm yeah. I'm grinning from ear to ear because you know I'm I'm about to I'm about to you you're gonna get it tonight. So uh <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into too much and you like totally give me hell all night, let's do our first um uh sponsor and get that out of the way, and then you can give me hell. <laughs> Bet Nothing builds the thrill quite like seeing our Buffalo Bills march right down the field. Every pass, every play, and every touchdown. But for those of us who have to catch the action blurry, it's time to call Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care and schedule a consultation. With Zeiss Smile technology, you can have your vision corrected in moments so you can get back to focusing on what's important. It's a quick, pain-free procedure with a world-class team and you're back in the action. Visit us online at Fichte.com and take our free self-evaluation test to see if you are eligible and schedule a consultation. Because here in Buffalo, we don't just watch the game. We live it. Victor Endel, and Elmer Eye Care. We are focused on you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So, guys, if you are on Facebook or Twitter and you want to kind of chime along and chat along with us, uh, head over to YouTube um, and join us there because uh, the comments will come up and we can kind of communicate back and forth that way. Um, 
So Sterling, I, I don't want, I, I definitely don't want to, to get hung up with what everybody else is being, you know, hung up on, but we got to talk about it. Trade deadline was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up getting Russell Douglas. Um, it's kind of funny because everybody that I've seen on Twitter, um, on any other social media that is a Packers fan is irate. They're pissed off. And then half of my friends that are Bills fans are text messaging. Really? Really? This is our big move. Like, I'm like, are you guys ever happy? <laughs> How do you feel about it? Because I already have made it known. I like, I definitely like this pick, this pickup. Yeah, no, I like the pickup. Uh, I mean, were there more splashier moves to go get? Yeah, right. I mean, you could think of the names, and I'm sure, you know, we've seen the names on the Twitter sphere or the X sphere, if you will. Um, but when you look at like actual fit, and what the bills can actually afford, I think it's the best value for for where the, where this team is. I mean, you're talking about look from the when you when you sit there and you listen to Brandon Bean speak this afternoon about the team and what Rasul brings to the team. You know, he brings that leadership component. I think you got to look at it. It kind of goes a few steps back where they they got Josh Norman, right? Like Josh Norman was supposed to be the vet in the room but he really doesn't play. Right. So um, now you go get a guy, not only as a outstanding human, but a great locker room guy. And I know Bill's fans don't want to hear that, but I think when you look at, you got Christian Benford, who's quiet, who doesn't say much at all. You have a Dane Jackson, who's he's a spot starter at best, right? You don't have a dog in the room, a a guy that's going to lift the spirits of the other cornerbacks and, and, and give them that confidence. Right. Um, I think it, I think you know the person that's really going to benefit from this the most is 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 Christian Benford and the safeties. Like they're really going to benefit from having a guy that understands his defense, right, and that and can make plays on the ball. So I love I like the move, right? Um, I think it's great. You know, it, it's well, and, go ahead. I was going to say, well, you mentioned you know what we could afford cost. He actually is costing us less than a million dollars this year, and his uh, cap hit next year is around eight and a half million, but it's non-guaranteed. So if he ends up not working out, we could let him go for, for literally that, you know, the swap of the third and the fifth. Um, And, you know, it's kind of a wash at that point. He works out. We have him, we can extend him early, actually pick up a couple of years with, you know, a a very um, decent, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. salary cap hit over the next few years. And, say Trey does come back and Trey, you know, can be himself. Imagine having Trey and, you know, Russell Douglas opposite each other. Um, Benford as well, who to me, you know, Benford's Benford. Um, he is a six round pick. I expected him to, to come forward a little bit better this year. I am not saying he's disappointed, but I don't feel like he is. Um, I don't think he's, really taken that like that big of a huge step forward that I was hoping he was going to take. Now, obviously Elam is uh, kind of taking that big, huge step back. So um, I think we have a, you know, a a lot of people in that, in, in the, you know, the DB room now um, that can be worthy of, you know, being on this team next year as well. Um, but I think that you, you hit the nail on the head when you said the locker room guy. So I literally, in my notes said zone corner has played some press man at times when, uh, when needed speed is not his game. Fundamentally sound has played dime at green Bay and matched up against, uh, tight ends in the end zone, which we lack. Um, and then he spends most of his, most of his time lined up at, um, the right side of, um, of the line. So right after that, I put locker room slash culture guy. It's literally Sean. It, it's Sean's guy. Like that, yep. he's the kind of guy that um, McD loves. So um, I like it. I think that it's uh, low risk, high reward. Um, so all the people that are complaining that it wasn't, you know, uh, you know, a big name. It wasn't, you know, Jalen Johnson or he would have wanted um, a Trey White type of contract next year, right. um, and we would have had to give up. A, a very high um, pick for him. 
Um, and deservedly so. I mean, he's uh, Jalen Johnson is an up and coming superstar corner in this league, and and that's fair for him. And you know, but the, you know, the cool thing about all that is, guess what? He's going to be a free agent after the season. So if the Bills really want him, they can go get him. They right. can figure it out contract wise. They can go get him. Uh, let let me add something about Christian Benford real quick. Um, so you know, watching his tape, uh, Villanova, the dude, he was always around the ball, like in terms of taking the ball away. Um, he, he has really good ball skills. I, I think, you know, you, you made a comment about you, you don't, not that you don't like, but you're, you want a, a bigger step from him this season. Um, for me, I, I see it just in terms of like who, like, look at what he's actually set up to do. Like now he's everyone, you know, he's on the number one, uh, wide receiver for yeah, a lot I was of these just teams gonna say it. Yep. and it's an adjustment period. And yep. so I like the trajectory of, of where he's going. I think this is going to bode well. I think, you know, hopefully if he can continue to take the next step, I thought he was the best corner on the field when Trey was on the field, just to, so you know. Well, I felt, I, I felt last year he was, um, I feel like Trey has, um, in the beginning of this year started to come mm-hmm. into his own, um, again, I, I felt like he felt more comfortable on, on the field and he wasn't being so, um, scared i felt like last year he kind of looked reserved like he didn't want to hit anybody he didn't like he he was nervous um that he was gonna get re-injured um and you know this year i felt like he was more comfortable again um yeah i kept on saying oh maybe trey maybe trey white's back you know but um i think the biggest thing is, is is that um benford literally has gotten to that point where he's now shadowing like you said wide receiver one um most of these games and maybe that's where i'm not giving him um enough of his flowers is because he went from you know being a six-round pick um to being you know to covering wide receiver two to now um being cb1 most of the time so maybe that trajectory that i'm was hoping to see it's it's not quite fair because uh he's kind of gotten bounced uh around kind of crazily so i you know i hear you on that one yeah, I think he'll get better. I, I would say, you know, it's a wait and see. The fact that we're even talking about Christian Benford, not Kyrie Elam in this moment. I know. Is is a thing, right? So yeah. I'll take Christian Benford right now and, and him and Rasul. Think about this, though. You get two, athlete, well, quasi-athletic. They're, I think their athletic profiles are the same. I would say Christian Benford is probably a better athlete. But these are two guys who are physical, long corners, uh, you know, with ball skills, I think that's a really good combination. So when you do play, uh, when you're in zone, you know, you're not worried about those guys getting beat over top because you're going to have help, right? Um, you know, they get to play an area. And I think, you know, that's where kind of where um, Rasul Douglas kind of takes the cake in terms of his instincts that Brandon Bean alluded to earlier. So right. you you want to have Benford kind of around that who also has good ball skills to kind of unlock that. So I just hope yeah. that it kind of translates to more turnovers uh, as we uh, go late in the season. Well, and I do honestly think that he's going to be beneficial for Elam mm-hmm. as well. I think he can uh, train up Elam, um, you know, show him the the right way of, of you know, doing everything. Um, and hopefully Elam can uh, can grow. Um, it's one of those things though, that I feel like with, with Rasul is all the tape that I have been watching. Um, he's literally lined up in all different looks. So he's been, um, in, in dime packages, which we did a lot last Thursday, we were in, um, we actually had Poyer come up, um, Mm -hmm. and kind of act as that extra linebacker had rap in, um, and hide and, um, you know, acting as safety. So, uh, I think it gives us another, you know, another wrinkle there. Um, they were talking about it in the the hour before. Uh, Taryn has has had a couple of uh, bad games, so um, you know, especially on some of the uh, the tight ends. So if we can get help anywhere there, um, it's definitely needed as we head into the the later st- you know stages of this season, especially when we go against. Philadelphia, Kansas City. Right. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big deal. So um I'm looking forward to seeing how everyone uh progresses. And um I think it was a good pickup. And a lot of people are like, well, we didn't get defensive tackle. There's no reason why we still can't. Um, you know, that's one thing. Um, we can't obviously get somebody from another team, but there are still several free agents out there. Um, I know a lot of people were talking about uh Sue, um, you know. 
I personally think if we're going to pick somebody, we need a, to pick somebody that's replacing per se Daquan. So we need a one tech. Um, I, you know, there's uh, several people I know cover ones put out quite a few lists of people who are, you know, free agents um, that, that are available. Do you have somebody that you're thinking? I mean, we have about $4 million technically on our cap. Obviously we don't want to use it all. Um, so, you know, is there somebody out there that you're thinking Sue signed for two million last year with Philadelphia yeah. um, with a half a year left? So, I mean, I think the names are Namigan Sue, Matt Ionitis. I think those are probably some of the Matt's uh, one tech, though. That's what we need. Is Sue's a three tech? I don't well, think, but Sue need... can play the one, he can I think play he the might, one. I think he might need to now that he's at, what 36, 35. How yeah, old is he? The, so the, the thing <laughs> he might is, not be as fast anymore. I mean, the thing is, you you know, you want a guy that's really strong at the point of attack, right? And and you and it's gonna if you can get somebody who's strong at the point of attack, it's gonna free up Ed Oliver a little bit. You gotta keep in mind, Ed can also play the one. You know, he, we asked him to do that two seasons ago, so it's kind of a mix and match uh, situation. Can play? <laughs> he can play. He can, but he can do it. it it's yeah. not his strong suit, but he can do it. Definitely. So, um. I, I just think getting another guy in the room that that can be more stout against the run, I think that's right. The key. That's what we need. I agree. So instead of looking at, well, is he a one tech? Two, you know, can he play the three? Get somebody who's stout at the point of attack and against the run. I yeah. think you'll be I mean, okay. a lot of people are just saying we need a big body. Well, you know, no offense to to you know Phillips and um and no you know no offense even Puna hasn't really showed. A, us what he you know what he was in mm -hmm. seattle yet so um but speaking of uh of the defensive tackles so last week on friday i flew back from um from buffalo and i was on my southwest flight and you know on southwest you get to choose you know your seats um well i got on early i have my back's been killing me so i asked if i can do um pre-board so i got on you know one of the first people on and i'm sitting you know like row six in a window seat some other old lady comes and sits in the, the aisle. And then all of a sudden I look up and, you know, there's this, you know, six, four, 300 pound guy, you know, in the, in the aisle. And I don't look at his face for a second. I was like, Oh God, he's going to sit right in the middle. And they announced there are plenty of seats head to the back. You know, you might even get your own row. And just as they said that, I make eye contact and I smile because I realize it's Tim Suttle at that moment. And he has his hoodie on trying to make it so people don't see who he is. And we make eye contact and he was like, that seat taken? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, sure, of course. <laughs> but <laughs> he made him, he made himself really tiny uh, to sit in the middle seat. But, um, but it was cool. So I got to have a nice little conversation before we both fell asleep on, on our flight. Um, but it was cool to to get to to sit next to him um, and, you know, and get to to talk a little bit. I think he was a little surprised of, you know, some of, you know, some of the things I was saying. But I didn't even tell him I had a podcast or anything like that. I was just like, yeah, you, you know, played a good, uh, you know, good, you know, 60 percent of the snaps yesterday. <laughs> he was like, dude, <laughs> you know, all this. <laughs> but it was it was funny. Quick, a little, you know, tidbit of uh, my flight home. So he chose to sit in a middle seat um on the flight back and he nice. I don't think I don't think he quite knew what he was gonna get himself into but um and, but there, were, and there were empty seats to be had there were there were plenty if you went to the back of the they said the back wow. of the uh the plane had empty seats I don't think he wanted to walk all the way in the back and have every single row recognize him sure um but you know at oh. the same time uh I had my bill stuff on so maybe he just thought hey let me you know let me bless this person with my present. I mean, or maybe I was may, blessing maybe. him with mine. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, you never know what a man's thinking, you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, I have a friend, though, that's actually friends with him. So um, uh, I told him, I said, so over the summer, you know how you gave, um, you know, such and such uh, friends and family passes for um, the uh, for training camp. He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I was I was the friend of uh, of the little boy that, you know, he was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was like, I feel bad now. And he was like, no, don't. He, but he could have been he could have just told me that it was for another person, you know, as well. But we had a we had a nice conversation and stuff. So now I'm going to tell him, um, you know, if he ever wants to to come on the, the show, I just have a feeling uh, too many people. <laughs> 
might be too honest right now of how he's playing. So um, <laughs> I'm surprised you were honest with him. Well, I mean, a couple of people were like, did you tell him he should be traded? I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, the guy just started playing like more than 50% of the, you know, the snaps and stuff. I'm like, he'll get into it. Uh, But yeah, it was, it was a fun little uh, trip back, uh, back home. So, but, um, you know, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, what what kind of shirt you wearing right now? Tis the season for what? Tis the season. It says pumpkin football autumn and i guess pumpkin spice latte i don't know (laughs) you get that from starbucks no i did not it's a it's actually this little um store called um i'm plugging them right now but it's called live love game day so it's a whole bunch of like it's uh it's like a girl's (laughs) site for sports um and actually a lot of my a little a lot of my cute little crop tops that i have are from there oh Um, nice Sunday, I had on a Sunday fun day crop top uh, sweatshirt, and I got probably 50 compliments on it um, throughout the day. So, you know, it was the first time that, like, I didn't have to have Bill's, you know, colors on or whatever because we weren't playing on Sunday. So I got to wear it, and I got a lot of compliments. Um, Yeah, so it's a cute little, you know, um, shop. I don't – I used to always be one of those people that, like, I – only wore like NFL approved, you know, official, you know, I couldn't stand if it was like a bill symbol that wasn't a real bill symbol or logo. Um, but I've changed um, as I've developed more friendships and stuff with people that have their own little, um, you know, shops and stuff. Um, I've definitely changed a little bit on that. And I like to be a little, I like to try to be cute once in a while on, uh, you know, with my, with my game attire and, you know, whatnot. So tailgate attire. So festive uh yeah but i was waiting you were gonna say something you bit your tongue you're not giving me as much shit as you said you were gonna give me <laughs> you know you know i'm i'm, I'm you're I feel holding generous. back i feel generous tonight you know yeah, yeah. i'm feeling generous it's okay though all There's right plenty so to go around the one thing i did want to bring up and i'm sure everyone's been talking about it is to wake up this morning and hear the news of the freaking raiders cleaning house They've got rid of McDaniels. They got rid of, rid of uh, Zeigler. They got rid of their OC. They're mm-hmm. benching Jimmy G. Like, how do you feel about them doing this, you know, midseason? Do you think it's like, do you think that they should have done it also before the trade deadline so that they could have really thought about this process? They, sh- they shouldn't have done it in the first place. But I will give them credit, you know, because I, I feel like in business, in life, I think sometimes even when in relationships, we hold on too long, right? Uh, so I'm gonna give them kudos that they actually say, you know what, this ain't working. This is not working, and y'all are done. But you gotta like it goes further than that. I mean, you had Gruden and uh, what was the guy? Uh, Mike Mayock was the GM before that. Um, and they, you know, it just like if you're a Raiders fan right now, you just gotta be like, man, we're doing this again, again. So we're cleaning the house. We're gonna change our identity again. They should have never went and got Jimmy Garoppolo and let go of Derek Carr. Like what were they thinking? I still don't. I still don't understand that that mindset. Um, I think that you know Derek Carr, you know, might not be a top ten quarterback, but he's between that that ten and that fifteen. I don't think Jimmy G, even healthy, has shown that he's anywhere near that yet. Yeah, he, so. he, like you say, he's never healthy, and he's not good. He, he just <laughs> he's bad. He's really yeah. bad. So you feel bad for guys like uh, Devontae Adams. You know, Max Crosby, you feel you just like, dang. And, and also, I just as a fan, like, OK, as a Bills fan, you want can y'all give Mahomes like some some trouble, any kind of trouble, any kind of resistance? Because we're at this rate. Think about it. The Chargers underachieve all the time. The Raiders, who the hell knows what's going on day to day with that organization. Right. And, and, and it's like, OK, what are y'all doing? You, you, we're giving the Chiefs the number one seed every single year because none yeah. of these guys can do anything. So it's kind of a bummer. You just hope that like they get the right guy in there again to kind of figure this thing out. Yeah, and I think that at this point, like you said, the the whole two years ago, the the whole AFC narrative was the AFC West was going to be the hardest division to go through. And it's been literally nothing for the last uh, two years. It, they've the the Chiefs have just walked away with it all. Um, you know, each and every year. I'm glad that Denver found something 
in yeah. the sight of them the other day. I don't know what it was. It was the second coming. I, I don't know. But they found something and they held um, Mahomes to, to no touchdowns, which I don't I, I didn't look it up. But I was like, that's got to be a first. I don't know if I've ever seen a game where Mahomes didn't didn't throw a touchdown or at least have a running back that scored a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of uh, liberating to go to the box score and see uh, a, a blank space Taylor Swift uh, by <laughs> touchdowns. Um, uh, I'm glad you knew that because if you wouldn't have said Taylor Swift, I would have been like a blank wow, stare. Wow. You, you need to get up on your T-Swift. I'm not a Swifty. I'm sorry. You I'm need to get up on them T-Swift. I, I try to, if I'm talking Broncos and Chiefs or whatever, I'm gonna throw in a little Taylor Swift reference because I know them. I know them joints. So, um, you know, that's just how it is. But yeah, the the Broncos doing that, man. That was that was a breath of fresh air. Like being in Denver, you know, that's where I live. Seeing that game and, and just the energy in the stadium because they just suck. They just suck all the time. But they they took it to Mahomes. Now they'll tell you, well, Mahomes had the flu and his and his and his finger hurt. Right. That's why they lost. And, and Taylor Swift wasn't there. That's so Kelsey yeah. wasn't right, whatever. So the, I guess the two you games know. that she hasn't been there, Kelsey has, you know, posted like 30, 30 yards less than uh, what he's, you know, averaging when she, when she is there. So yeah, know, maybe there's keep, something. Keep there. the trend. Keep the trend. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So come playoff time, people are going to be making sure that her plane's diverted. So she right. <laughs> Seriously. Ah. Uh, but yeah, so I was a little surprised this morning to see the Raiders do that. But you think that they would have done it before, you know, they actually won three games. You would think that they would kind of just try to tank um, at this point. I know it sounds terrible. They're professional, you know, professional sports at this point. But, you know, not giving up Jacobs, not giving up um, Adams or any to get anything in return. Um, Adams contract kicks in next year ridiculously. So um I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't try to, you know, do something and kind of start, start anew. Um, I did tweet out the other day, um, you know, after he got very frustrated, he was throwing his helmet and, yeah. you know, getting angry. Um, and it's become a little bit of a, a, a trend with him. He did it last year too. And then he pushed the the photographer um, as he was walking back into the, um, into the locker room, right. being frustrated. Um and people are like, well, how can you blame him? You know, it's it, he he signed up to be part of a winning you know team. And I'm like, no, he signed up to be part of the Raiders. <laughs> like he wanted the money. Like I can blame him. He decided to go somewhere that he left Green Bay um, for, you know, what he wanted in, in money. He had to know that the Raiders weren't going to be that team I, in my opinion they he had to know that they i don't weren't i don't do know I, I think he was sold a, a a bill of goods that 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 went sour real quick i mean think about it he was the whole plan was for him to go to the raiders to be with his former college team at fresno state right Derek Carr, right, right. and then you know so i i think they probably but sold... he got pissed off at car last year too or himself whatever the sure. situation um, so it's the same thing. You, you're going to, you know, get angry with, um, you know, with the situation, but he still chose that situation. No, he so, did. He chose it, but I think it's a, I mean, I got to give him a little bit more grace there just because, you know, we, you really can't put too much, um, faith in the Raiders organization to make the right decisions. Like they've so shown have shown time you, and time again to be inept. So Daryl just put up, um, Bud Diggs though. So that was the whole point of my, my tweet was, mm -hmm. you know, can you blame uh, Devante for this? Blah, blah, blah. But then Diggs is a diva. Diggs, everyone, you know, is making all these comments that when Diggs, you know, does it, he wants out of Buffalo and, you know, um, he's a diva and he, you know, he's upset with the whole team, yada, yada, yada. In your opinion, because a lot of people said it's a different situation. Don't you think that a, a player that is expecting to win and is not or expecting to be the number one wide receiver on the team and is not um, to be actually more frustrated. And in my opinion, have more of a reason to be upset and fuss and flustered and frustrated on, on this, you know, on the sidelines um, where Diggs, you know, where Diggs is, I feel like he, in his mind, they should be winning every game and he should be the focal point when he, when you guys aren't winning, that's frustration, expectation, like a lack of, you know, when you have all these expectations and you're not getting there, um, you know, 
that breeds frustration. Um, so I actually feel like he has more of a reason um, to be frustrated than than Devonte. I think Devonte sh- pretty much should should have known what he was walking into, especially this season, knowing that they already traded Carr. Jacob Jacobs was a holdout. Like I think he had to know going into the season what they were, you know, gonna do. Yeah, I mean, be. I'm sure there's some hope that goes in there. I mean, you 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 know, they had a much better season last year. Uh, you know, uh just running the ball, they were really good this year. He, you know, uh Josh Jacobs really hasn't done too much. Um, they stopped using Hunter Renfro in the past game, which I thought was a problem. Um, but let's let's be clear: all wide receivers, in my opinion, are divas. They just are. It, it's a very it's like uh being a, a drummer in a band, like they're all divas. Um and these guys just want they want to win. So whether win, lose, or draw, like you know, these guys want to be the center of attention and or center of the focal point of the offense in the passing game, right? Um, and, and I, you know, it's just something to, to expect. I mean, I, you know, I would say venture to say Andre Reed was probably the same way. That you know, social media is just different now. It didn't exist back then. But Jerry Rice was a diva, right? Like all I'll these dudes honest. are divas. So I actually uh, at the in London, I actually got to to spend some time um, with with Andre and his wife. I, I had kind of told the story on mm-hmm. one of uh, one of the shows. And it's funny because everyone before this is like, you know, Andre Reed is, you know, such a diva. He's, you know, so rude and blah, blah, blah. He was so opposite of that in real life. But while we were sitting there talking um, that you can tell how confident and kind of cocky he is (laughs) and like but like in like not in a bad way just because like that's how wide receivers are you know so it was just kind of funny but um but in the end you know Andre and his wife Teresa they were super you know great people I think the the narrative was a little switched because he came up to us versus us going oh my god it's Andre Reed he came up to us because one of my boys had on an Andre Reed jersey oh nice um yeah so it was a little bit of a different um, yeah. thing, but just sitting there listening to him talk, the more he talked, I was like, yeah, there's the wide receiver. And, you know, like, there it is. Yeah, so, the con- that confidence. I mean, you got to have it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, but th- even that 30, you know, even 30 years later type thing, yeah. it's like he still has it. So it's kind of funny. He's still, yeah. he's, Andre Reed's still the man, you know? He, yeah, he, well, I mean, dude, he married, he married, he kept on joking. He's like, look who I married. You know, she's 20 something years younger, like 23 three years younger than him or something like that. So, oh, but, dang. um, yeah. Yeah. She was great too, by the way. She was awesome. I, I loved her. So I got, actually got her phone number. Um, and I texted her on Thursday. I was like, I see Andre. Cause he did the, um, the beginning of the, the bills, the shout and everything. Oh, nice. Um, on, on Thursday. So, and she was like, Oh yeah, he's there. <laughs> <laughs> but great, you know, uh, great experience. So because I didn't want to talk too much about last week, because, so many people have already have already been there. Um, you know, we kind of just I think we've all said it. Um, I know that that Joe and, and Spence talked about it on their show um, while we were watching the game. I, you know, uh, Spence was sitting next to me and I was like, dude, they maybe they heard us like I think they heard mm. us like, you know, not in, in again, Spence kind of alluded to it. Not like us, like just us right. as content creators. I meant like the the fans. Um and they, they, you know, had a couple of um, actually, you know, quarterback called runs, you know, like we did a screen pass. I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is great. They're, you know, they're, they're listening. So, and that's kind of funny because as the night went on, that was like the narrative that I kept on seeing on, on social media. Everyone's like, they heard us. They're listening. And I was like, yes, <laughs> but um. I want to see more of it. I just uh, don't want to see us take our foot off the pedal. Um, the one thing I did want to bring up that I noticed a lot um, that kind of surprised me on Thursday was uh, the Bucks had a lot of seven and eight men um, in the box. Like they were crowding the line of scrimmage and we never really took a deep shot. Um, and that kind of, I was like, did we get so you know, zoned in to a specific way that we wanted to call the game that they, you know, that they wanted to call the game and like um, the game plan that they weren't willing to change it once they started realizing what was open. I mean, because uh, the middle of the field, especially, you know, 20, 30 yards deep was kind of there a lot. And when I rewatched it, I was like, Oh my God, they really, it really was um, 
they they had single um single coverage most of the time and the you know most of the time it was only you know one safety deep and i'm like why are we not exploiting that and then in the fourth quarter we kind of exploited it you know once or twice towards the end and that was like you know i i wish we had already had put the game away at that point yeah, I think one of the things we got to keep in mind is that, you know, you got to we got to remember where the offense was coming from. I mean, these guys put up some stinkers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And Josh had his quickest trigger that he's had in his career. I think it was like 2.2 seconds time to throw. He was getting rid of the ball quick. So um, it was it was a, more of a product of taking what the defense was giving him. And I think it was kind of. You know, I don't know if it was something that it was coached out of him in terms of like, OK, you can't just sit there and just go to digs all the time. Force feed digs. You got to get some of these other guys involved. And that's why we saw Kincaid and Shakir kind of have yeah. the success that they had. And so when you're going quick, you know, up tempo style offense, in my opinion, you don't have to go. You don't have to take deep shots if it's working. And, and so they they methodically quickly got the ball up the field um and, and score touchdowns when they needed them to so I, I don't have any problems with the deep shots uh you know last week but I do I expect to see some uh this coming Sunday night just because I feel like there are some opportunities to be had and also uh speaking of the Bucks you know Antoine Winfield can't he does play single high safety too and he's got really good ball skills as we saw I mean you know just blitzing Josh Allen off that left side there good and having the ball tipped for and, and being picked off so you know it's just kind of like okay let's throw where he's not uh kind of situation and also you got to keep in mind you know those linebackers they they played really they played the game really well them having eight guys in the box that's that's a byproduct of uh top bowls defense you know they're going to crowd the box they're going to give you muddy looks and stuff like that so Josh did the, the best thing. They used tempo and he got the ball out uh, quick and easy. And I think that is going to be a recipe uh, that they can and should use uh, moving forward this Sunday night. Yeah. And I hope that they continue to use the, you know, the, the four minute up tempo type of offense. I feel like they kind of started to go away from that um, in, in the third quarter. Um, and that was, you know, I think we, I, we've all talked about it one time. It's frustrating. Um, be, you know, yes, we punted and got, you know, three punts within the, the 10 yard line. Um, but at the same time, which I was okay with one or two of them, but it, you know, I was just like, we need to put this game away. They're going to, yeah. you know, all they have is one play and then they're right back in this game. And I hated the fact that I said it because right after I said it, they, they ended up scoring and I'm like, now they're within one score of this game and I'm, you know, freaking out. So um, I get very uh, superstitious. Most people see, that know me. So for those of you listening to the show, I want to make sure you guys understand that, you know, Sarah, apparently the game, the Bills game revolves around Sarah and what she thinks yes, is going to happen. It, of so course. She is, she, she is the <laughs> If I have the wrong socks on, Josh knows it. it and I'm it's telling y'all, you know, screw what yeah. the performance and whatever these guys are doing on the field, it, it, whatever Sarah's feeling. So we just need to get our cues from her on Sunday night. <laughs> yep, yep. So um, I, I actually uh, had texted a couple of people. I was like, I didn't have my lucky necklace on um, uh. when we lost against, uh, against uh, Jacksonville. So it wasn't the it wasn't the hangover of us uh, traveling too late. It was the fact that I forgot my lucky necklace. <laughs> hey, well, if it's all about you, they, they just better keep winning. All right, yeah. I, I, I'm cool with it as long as they just keep winning. I'm I'm straight. All right. Well, um, I kind of wanted to get your idea quickly. Um, before we head into the the second part of the show, which is obviously to talk about sure. uh, Cincinnati this this weekend. Um, we're kind of midway through the season at this mm -hmm. point. In your opinion, and I, I know I'm, I might be putting you on the spot a little bit, kind of four best teams in the NFC heading into the second half of the season and four best teams in the AFC heading into the, the second part of the season. The four best teams in NFC, um, I think the Eagles are clearly number one, just because they are. The 49ers, even though they lost three straight, um, I think when teams healthy. are kind of figuring out. I think, yeah, I think teams are trying to figure they're kind of figuring out Brock Purdy a little bit, right? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say next up, I'm going to say the Cowboys are probably the, the the third team. Fourth team, I would say the Lions. The Lions are the fourth team. And I have them at four just because I'm not sure if they're such a young team 
I think once you get into the, I think you learn to win in the playoffs, you know, in the NFL. So I, I have them at fourth just because of the, the experience factor. And I know Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl and so forth, but they got a lot of young pieces that that aren't used to winning. So right. I want I want to see that kind of come to fruition. Like the Baltimore game was a big test for me, the eye test, right? And you got blown out by the Ravens. You you should have put up a better fight there. Right. Jared Goff was terrible that game. The whole team, uh, the, both sides of the ball, they were terrible. So, so we, yeah, we have the improve. same, we're not in the same order, but we definitely have the same um, teams. So I actually, I have, you know, Philly, Detroit, San Fran still, I think when healthy heading into the second half of the season, um, yeah. they're still going to be the team to be. Mm-hmm. And then I have Seattle and Dallas. Um, Dallas has their moments where they look like everything the part. And then they have moments where they look like when they played Arizona, they looked like crap. Um, so and then Seattle's that that team that's just kind of clawing away, trying to, you know, um still be relevant. Um, and you know, I I like I, I guess I like the Seattle team. Um, they're kind of that um the ugly, you know, they're the yeah, ugly yeah, yeah. team they that, ugly, you know, right? you, yeah. Like the Giants um, last but, year. Yes, yes. But you're kind of rooting for them because mm-hmm. you're like, hey, you know, I'd like to see um see what they can do. So those are kind of I I guess I cheated and did four and a half because I kind of have Seattle and Dallas kind of yeah, tying no, at that good. fourth place. It's your show. So what it's your what show. about the <laughs> right? What about the AFC? Uh the AFC I think it's harder in the AFC to choose. Yeah, I think Kansas City's one. Um, I, I would say the Bengals are number two. Um, I would throw in the Ravens at three and the Bills at four. And and notice that I omitted the Jaguars. I think you know if you if the Bills and the Jaguars played on you know whoever's home, right? If they were in the playoffs, the Bills are going to beat them boys like for real. Um, so the just you know I mean I don't need to sit here and tell you how good the Bills are, but um, I, I think all these teams could be had. They mm-hmm. they all have major flaws, uh, and and I like that. And I didn't put the Dolphins in there just because. Man, if it's everything's not going right, I'm just not sure you have the dogs on defense to kind of keep you in a game. Even but though now, they got Jalen Ramsey back. I was back. gonna say Ramsey's back and they're saying um uh Jalen Phillips. No, um the other corner. Oh, Xavier Howard. Howard. Um, they're saying that he might come back. I don't Cater Kodu, whatever his name is, was playing better than Xavier Howard. So, so I'm not I'm not worried about well, I'm not I'm not worried. Right now, to me, and I know it's the narrative going around the you know that the NFL right now, it's who is Miami beat. Um, I will let you know how I feel after I see them play a pissed off Chiefs team. Um, you know, this week. Uh I think that the Chiefs to me are always gonna remain number one until yeah. someone can uproot them. Um, I don't think the Chiefs have played like they're number one this year. Um, but to me, you gotta, you know, gotta beat the best to say you're the best. So I'm still going to keep the the chiefs at number one. Um, I actually think the Ravens are playing like crazy football right now. So I kind of have them at number two. I have the bills at number three. And then I actually have Miami at number four pending this weekend's game. Um, we'll see. And then I have the Bengals and the Titans. And I know everyone's like the Titans. Um, I watched the game. I actually liked them with uh, with um, Will uh, Levis as uh, as quarterback. Granted, it was his first game. You don't have a game plan. You don't have any film on them. Uh-huh. Um, there, it'll be a very different game coming up this week. Uh, you always have that when there's a, a backup quarterback that comes in. Um, but I still think that they have the pieces to be an okay, um, you know, a, a playoff football team. I think is a, like a you know a wild card, the last wild card spot. Um, so I'd like to see how they're going to progress as the year goes on with, um, I don't, I don't think Tannehill will be back at court, you know, as starting so quarterback. the Titans, like the Titans, you, you, as, you have faith a, in the Titans to make the playoffs as, as a potential, if they played like they did on Sunday, I, I definitely think that they could be a wild card team. Oof. They're in well, the worst division other than whatever, the, I mean, they listen, have the Jacks. No, and I'm not saying that smoking. that's. Or no, I'm just not saying that I need it's some discounting. of that because the Titans are they're garbage, you know, well, they're garbage. 
We'll see. <laughs> they're in, like I said, they're in one of the um the easiest divisions. And no, they are. They are. No, yeah. I I enjoyed so, watching Will Levis last weekend. I did too. They, they I thought the I thought it was interesting. So it's like, okay, show me yeah. against a good team. Like, well, and that's when in the they'll have film on them yeah. now. So I think that it could totally this week coming up can totally you know change my opinion and all of it. Um, but the Jags, um, I still think that the Jags can be beat, even though they're you know right. uh, I think they're six and two now. Um. I think they can be beat. Um, again, they're just in a very easy division at this point. Um, and yes, I know they beat us, um, but I think that that was kind of us beating us at the same time. Um, but it'll. I think that you know. I think that the Jags are going to win the division. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they will. I think they'll they'll win the division. But um, I I think that the Bengals are starting to come up, come up. You know, come up. But. The last, even the last couple of games that they won, other than this past week, um, it, it's been a messy win. Um, yeah. So have the, so have the Bills. So you know, don't get, you know, I'm not saying that the Bills have been perfect. The Bengals have definitely been injured and not perfect. Um, and then this week they looked scary good, but it was also against a San Francisco team that has lost now three in a row and right. you know seems very injured at this point. So and yeah. if Purdy's not on. Um, I feel like they um, kind of struggle with their identity a little bit. As, as is the Bills. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think teams are kind of figuring out the Brock Purdy uh, puzzle, you know. <laughs> Daryl said the Chargers are better than the Titans. Um, they I are. Think the, the, I think the Chargers are a cluster. I, I don't I don't I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know what it is. They can never seem to get it together. They have all the pieces. <laughs> They have, you know, uh, you know, a Pro Bowl, you know, running back. They have several um, Pro Bowl wide receivers. Obviously, they're injured every year. Um, they, you know, they have a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. You know, like a franchise quarter. Like they have a, a pretty decent defense. They yeah. just can't seem to put it all together. Though. Yeah, I think that this is the old cliche: coaching matters. Um, I, I think they're they're deficient at at coaching at head coach particularly. Brandon Staley's just, in my opinion, I think he struggles. I think he struggles yeah. from, uh, you know, you know, um, situational awareness. You know, like they're just bad situationally. Um, and he's he's a defensive minded guy, and their defense is buns. Um, just like the Titans, the Titans are buns. Yeah. Every everything about the Tennessee Titans to me. Well, you know, and I, maybe it's because it's the first time I've actually watched the Titans this year. Sure. Was literally the the game where you know they're gritty though. Um, Talk about where Will gritty. comes out and throws freaking four touchdown pass. I was like, whoa, what the heck is this Titans team? So mm. maybe it was maybe it was that. And I love Derrick Henry. He's um, and I love D Hop. So maybe yeah. I was like maybe pulling for them a little bit more sure, than I should ain't be. Wrong with that. Um, so, you know, as the, the rest of the season goes on, I will um, probably eat my words by saying that I think they are, a, you know, a wild card team, but um, I want to talk a little bit about the, the Bengals, but before we do, let's get a word in from Picasso's. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So, you know, that means family football and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right. So Matt, before we go forward, he put Titans have no right to use the Oilers uniform, et cetera. Actually, they um the uh from my understanding when I read all about it is the Tennessee um Titans were actually Tennessee Oilers for like two or three seasons, if I remember back. Um, but the reason why that happened is they were able to take the name with them. So Yes, Houston Texans should have been able to keep that that heritage, that that history, you know, everything. But I guess 
historically speaking, the um, the uh, Tennessee Titans were actually the Oilers um, for two or th- like two seasons prior to becoming the the Titans. So they yeah, get I, to I keep lived that. There. I was there when all that. Yeah, they place. got to keep the um, the not necessarily the history, but they got to keep that the the uniforms and whatnot. Mm. But yeah. oh, he said he knows that, but it's not right. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, which I true. those are those uniforms um remind me back uh, you know of a time um i love those uniforms oh they're the best in the league yeah i i watched good morning football though and um they they talked about you know all these great throwback uniforms i actually really like the red um the red throwbacks for the patriots as well um i i love the seattle seahawks old and that that Mm. was because my dad was a seahawks fan um growing up so seeing the the you know the old school Seahawks um uniforms it was really cool. I hate the creamsicle ones that the Bucks um wear, so I can never see those ones again. I'm I'm okay with that. I don't like them whatsoever. Um I might be a minority there, but I don't. Um but seeing those Oilers uh the those uniforms I was like, "Oh man, that baby blue. I loved it." Yeah. So, um, hey, those well, look good. Those look good. But I think I think that um they talked about in Good Morning Football I think that we feel that way because we don't see them often. Everyone's like, bring them back. You know, when you bring them back, it loses the nostalgia. You don't want to see them as, you know, it's, it doesn't evoke that emotion anymore. So I just can't wait. Someone just put, uh, Zach of all trades put, give me the 90s Bills unis. I just want one season where we can, you know, rock the red helmet and, you know, the, the you know, royal blue. Um, I am not a fan of the navy blue um, Bills. I really wasn't. Uh, I know I'm a minority there. I I I did not. I think they reminded me too much of the the um the Giants and the Patriots. I don't want. I like the the you know the nice like royal blue. I don't like the the navy. So I, I'm ready for a but, Bills redo. Like I, I think it's time to redo the Bills uniforms, man. Like I really, think I clean. think we have one of the best uniforms in the in. I think we have one of the best uniforms in the NFL. We need, we need to right redo. Now. We need to redo. The Bills unis need to redo. I mean, I, I do like the 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 red ones, you know, the color rush reds. I, I like that. But man, I just feel like you could do so much with the, you know, with the Bills logo. I like the logo itself, but I, I I'm I'm a standing Buffalo guy. Like I love the standing Buffalo. Right. It, I did I think it was real hard. I just bought my first um my first jacket that actually has a standing buffalo. Nice. On it. And I've never been, I've never been the, the standing Buffalo. I've always, I like the newer logo always have. Um, but I actually, when I got it, I was like, oh, I can, I can deal with it. Yeah. And I've already gotten like three compliments and I'm like, okay, maybe you get I'll compliments you know, on everything you wear. Well, Relax over I mean, there. Thanks. No, it's not true. But, um, but yeah, so I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm bending a little bit more towards the standing Buffalo, but I do like our, you know, the charging Buffalo, um, you know, I'm a little bit more of the uh, modern, I guess, uh, mm. type logo. So, red right, my favorite so, color. So, you know, okay, I vibes with it. I'll, I'll, I'll remember that. Maybe no, you won't. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So, Bills are five and three. We're opening. We opened as one and a half point underdogs. Now we are two and a half point underdogs. Mm. Uh, heading into Sunday night football in Cincinnati. Um. First and foremost, how how are you feeling heading back to Cincinnati? Like, how do you feel? Do you think the Bills feel any pressure? Not only not only because of um, the Demar Hamlin situation from last year, but also because how much we looked like total, total and other like utter shit against them in the playoffs. Yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm good with it. Like, I, I'm I'm happy for this game. Now we, we talked about this last night on our show. And Jeremy had all this coach speak like, no, dude, like this is this is a big game. This is not just, oh, yeah, we, every game is the same and we just show up for it. No, uh-uh. this is a game yeah. where you need to show up. You need to show up and show out um, the Bengals. I'm, I'm loving that it's an away game because we saw what happened with DeMar in Cincinnati. And that was a tragedy in and of itself. And then for them to lay a complete egg in Buffalo. Right. So it's like. Sometimes in life, I guess you need to you get redos on certain things in life. And I think this for them as a team, this is one of those redos. You kind of get to rewrite the book, the narrative 
about can you beat this Bengals team? Right. The Bengals right now have no excuses. They have a healthy quarterback. They're they're firing on all cylinders. This is the perfect time for if you're the Bills to really like let them know who the top dog is going to be in the AFC moving forward. And if you do that, great. But if you don't, man, we're going to have problems. It's not the end of the season by any means, but you're five and four. Like you right. can only lose a couple more games, and you never and, and we're never going to see the Bills at home in the playoffs, right? So this is a big game for them. They, they they're going to have to like show up and show out for this one. So, in your opinion, do you think that Demar Hamlin is going to be active for this? <laughs> the, <game>? <laughs> that's a great question. It doesn't <laughs> Whether or matter. not he's going to play, do it you think he'll be? It active? doesn't matter. Um, and if I if I this sounds like the it doesn't matter. Uh, listen, Demar, man, the the story is 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 what it is, and and I hope that he continues to prosper in life, and I'm I'm thankful that he was able to get back on the field, but. In terms of what he can bring to a football team right now, I just don't think for the Bills, I just don't really think that he offers much. I mean, the Bills were handicapped on defense last year when he was in the game. I mean, he was better in the box, but in terms of his coverage ability, is just not good. It's not good enough. So, you know, it doesn't matter. if I think he's going to be inactive again, if you ask me. Um, So You don't think that there's pressure? on the the team as like a like in a PR sense to have him active <laughs> I hate I mean I hate that we're asking these questions yeah. but I think uh, that there's a a little bit of you know a question there to ask because today there was comments about you know um mm-hmm. we, we want the best team out there to win the game and I don't think that inc- I it's terrible to say it out loud but I don't think that includes Demar Yeah I agree with that and and if I, look, man, I, I'm done with the storylines. Like in terms of like, man, just go out there and take care of business. We 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 had some some we lost some games where we were being cute. We can't afford to be cute anymore. It's business time, so right. the best players need to be on the field. I don't care about previous storylines and and what happened right. and so forth. Not I'm not trying to sound insensitive, but you know, right. And we enjoyed the not- story. It was it's still cool, and he's doing great things. I just you got to produce, and yeah. he doesn't produce. And, you know, if by any chance they did feel any pressure and and they did make him active, I don't think he would be active on defense. I think he would just be out there on special teams. Why are you going to waste a, um, you know, a a position on the 48 just for, you know, um, special teams when he's not um, going to, you know, going to make any big impact on on special teams either. Um, uh, Someone put Damar has an illness. Yes, I um he was put on the injury report today uh, as oh, uh, wow. being sick um with with an illness, which I think is a lot like you know um you know Elam might need to suddenly go on IR. Um, so I think <laughs> I think it's a little bit of a you think it's stretch. Play. I think it's a little bit of them playing to the narrative of uh well he still might not be all that you know Demar on Sunday might not be a hundred percent you know, back to himself, he might still have the sniffles, so he can't be a go. Um, I think that you put him on there now and then, you know, they can talk about that later on this week and, and make that decision. Um, I think that, you know, we joked about it uh, earlier. Um, Spence had, you know, text me, did you, did you see this about um, Elam? Mm-hmm. I was like, actually the second I heard, um, you know, being say that I, I started going through the, the injury report. Cause I kept all, I keep all the injury yeah. reports. I start going through them. I'm like, October 18th, it was when they added Elam to the um, the injury report. So, yes, he's been on the injury report. So, people are saying that he hasn't been on there. He has been. But he was a full participant all last week. Uh, he was limited um, the week before, but he was still, um, he still, you know, practiced. So, today was a did not practice, which I think is kind of, you know, kind of funny. Um but hey, why not put him on IR? And yeah. uh, if you know if he's not going to be utilized, um, he can still uh, you know learn from you know from there, get fully healthy. Um, and no one could no one could you know pick him up. It's not like you know we will have him on uh, the practice squad or anything like that. Right. And then we have an extra roster you know roster spot, so um, you know we can go out and and grab somebody if we need to um, at any other position, whether it's you know, defensive tackle or, um, or anywhere else for the the time being, do you think Leonard, uh, Fournette were, um, will be, uh, will be brought up this week? Do you think he'll 
be brought up his three times, you know, over the next three weeks as you know, off the practice squad? Um, if I had to put money on it this week, I say he's uh inactive this week. Um I mean, look how they slow played uh getting uh, Naheem Hines in here, right? I mean, it depends on how much of the system he knows. I mean, I don't know. They say this is a pretty difficult system to learn. So I would say he's inactive this week. And then, you know, I think moving forward, he'll he'll do he'll do his three call-ups. And then I think he'll by playoff time, he'll be on the active roster because they they're they're gonna need him. Well, by playoff time, they don't he doesn't need to be on the active roster. You can he can be called up each game for the practice from the practice squad. Okay. If that's the case. Yeah. So I mean well, we still got a long way for that. What nine games? Well, that's left? what I'm saying. Like if if, if yeah. yeah, if you're talking the rest of the season, then yes, we if we need him, if we need him in December, we're gonna have to call him. We're gonna have to put him on the 53. Yeah. Um, so uh what was my my la- oh my last question? Do you think that Douglas is a full go on oh yeah on Sunday? Oh yeah, I, I think he needs to be. Uh even if you have him out there for key third downs or, or something. Um, I, I think he, ha- he needs to play. I think he's going to bring some needed energy and a juice. And then on top of that, you know, um, because he's so physical at the point of attack, he's so physical. I think they need that, man. They need, right. they really do need. I that. don't know if so, he'll play, you know, if he'll play a uh, game, you know, but he's going to play some right. snaps. He's yeah, going to get I some snaps so over Dane Jackson for sure. And uh, my boy Hayes just uh, put, will I be at the game? Yes, I'll be at the game. Fifty-two straight. I'm. Um, I'm not cutting my my streak anytime soon. So I will be there. But uh, prediction for Sunday? Uh, I, I think it's a twenty-eight, twenty-four Bills. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I had twenty-seven, twenty-four. So I have us uh, just, you know, just pulling off the victory, but but us getting there. Um, do you have anything that you're hoping to see? on on sunday that's different than what we've been you know having yeah i'd like to see a little bit more rpo um you know they got two really good uh athletic linebackers um you know in wilson and pratt and so those guys are super instinctual right so i think using um you know your rpo game to kind of freeze those linebackers a little bit get james cook going and josh Uh, is good at do. <laughs> yeah yeah so i i think that'll 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 benefit this offense a lot so uh hopefully they can incorporate some of that or more of that in the game i like to see the the tight end shovel pass or tight end screen that they used last week with dalton kincaid i like to see more of that as well all right all right guys well thank you for joining us and uh i won't be here next wednesday but jerry will be and he will be having somebody sit in for me um kind of the same way i had to have someone sit in for for him this week so i'll you know enjoy and uh go bills go bills